0: My name is Mary Kay Blum, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, welcome. We enjoy talking with people from many different walks of life about how they lead others through their influence and how they influence others through their leadership. We hope you'll enjoy it too. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Rick Shields, and I'm joined with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Mike Atkinson. We're happy to have Dr. Douglas Crawford, a faculty member in the Oral Roberts University School of Business Administration, joining us today. In this episode, Dr. Crawford will share with us about adding structure to chaos through goals, roles, and processes. He's also going to share the Crawford three C's and speak about the importance of feedback. This is good stuff. Let's join that interview already in progress.
0: One of our initial questions that we always like to ask our guests is that John Maxwell says and simply states that leadership is influence. And part of our premise is that influence is an expression of healthy leadership and leadership is best measured by its influence. And so in your context of leadership and and organization um, theory and, and concepts, how do you see the correlation between leadership
2: and influence? Well, I think there's no question we look at the definition of leadership. Leadership really is about influencing others and managing interdependencies towards a goal and doing it within a ethical standards. Uh, but when I break it down, I look at leadership, really, how do we influence people as, as leaders? And I think there's two ways that we influence people. One is uh, the leader adds structure to chaos. And they do that by defining and reinforcing three things. The first thing are goals. The second thing are roles, and the third thing are processes. And so when you think about influencing, picture a room in chaos, and all these people have been called together to achieve some goal. The leader steps in and says, okay, these are the goals that we're trying to accomplish. These are the roles. This is what everybody's going to be doing. These are your assignments, and this is how it's going to be done. So again, think about the influence that you have when you're able to walk into the room, Bring in that structure when everybody's just uh, milling about the room trying to figure out why they're there. Throughout my career, when I would go into organizations and say, well, where's where are the problems? I would always go back to goals, roles, and processes. Make sure there's alignment across those three. And that seems to be one way from an organizational standpoint to address issues. And then the second way we influence people is we do it through our person. The thing that's important as a leader is that we model leadership. After studying this for many years, I came up with what I call the Crawford three C's. So they're the three C's of leadership from a personal standpoint as a leader. And the three C's are are pretty simple when you think about it. The first one is competency. As a leader, one of the things that's important, if you're going to influence people, you have to have an air of competency. You have to know your stuff. You have to be skilled in what you're trying to perform. That's going to influence people. The second thing is courage. One of the things that's very important is we look to leaders, make bold moves, to be courageous, to stand up against opposition. So courage is the second thing. And then the third thing we look at is character. And one of the things that's going to influence people is in business and in any organization, one of the things that's critical is this issue of trust. You know, can I trust you? And if the leader has character, and this is a person that I can trust, then you can much more easily influence me than if I didn't have that character. And I've I've seen you know throughout the years uh, leaders that have competency, really smart people. I've seen people that have taken risk and been bold, but don't have character. I think character is probably the most important of those three elements. In your experience and understanding, what what's the one?
0: important principle for successful leadership and influence that you would share with others?
2: I think one of the other things I was thinking about was to be a successful leader. One of the things that's important is building your network, building a leadership network. Uh, And what that means is helping other people out and they'll help you, Uh, using them as resources. One of the things, even to this day, I have people I went to college with, I still call up and get advice from. And they are people that know me and they're very honest with me on who I am. And they say, you know, that's a bad idea. And I need to have people that'll tell me it's a bad idea. And you have to find the people that are bold enough to give you feedback, uh, both positive and negative feedback. For example, people that work for me, one of the things I would do is I would be in a meeting with them afterwards. I'd pull them aside and I'd, I'd say, OK, these are some of the things that I've seen. Do you mind if I give you some feedback? And they would say, oh, sure what did you see? And I'd say, this worked really well. I think you did a great job on this. How did you think this other discussion worked? And they're going to say, well, you know, I felt kind of awkward. And then we just talked through it. And we'd have that conversation about maybe that specific issue where we both knew that it didn't go well. I think for the most part, people realize when things don't go well or when things things are awkward or not working. So, It's not so much hammering a person that they've uh, made a mistake, but it's looking at and saying, what can we learn from this and how do we move forward with it? What would you do differently next time? And I think think it's very helpful. There's two parts to that. One is
0: how do you ask or develop honest feedback? I think, you know, in in my case, if I get feedback, I want to give very encouraging things. And it's more difficult for me to give feedback on the, where things went wrong because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or that. How do you, as one who gives feedback and receives back, how do you develop that honest
2: side of that? I think that's important. We we go back and talk about influence. I believe that when you give somebody both positive and negative feedback, what happens is that they it it gains your influence because they know they can come to you and and realize that you're gonna be, if you didn't do a great job, that you'll you'll let them know where it. There are a lot of people that are very comfortable giving praise and and positive feedback. So it's so it is important to give good balanced perspective. And I think you're, I think as a leader, you gain you gain greater influence because you do that and greater respect. Doctor Crawford, what's
0: your most trusted source for studying about leadership and influence?
2: There's about I looked it up yesterday. There's over sixty thousand publications in Amazon on leadership. I haven't read all of them, uh, but I can I can say I've I've read a lot and I've done a lot of research in the area. And the thing that's helpful for me is when I look at leadership, I have a tendency to to favor the leadership research that that follows some type of some type of academic rigor. Uh, one of the things I find in a lot of leadership books, it's based upon people's personal experiences or personal opinions, and it doesn't necessarily mean because somebody had this personal experience that it's also can be duplicated. I spent some time with Stephen Covey back many years ago, and I was a I was a trainer in terms of uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and as well as Principle Centered Leadership. I think that those the uh, the research that Covey did, he came up with a good model one that. I found that was very helpful in training people at all levels of leadership, and they tended to uh, identify it uh, fairly well. So I think that's one that one that I I endorse. But more than anything else, I think what's really important when you study leadership is observation. I think that's that really helpful. is we all need to become a, a student of leadership, and that's how we we look and and. Look at people and see how do they influence? What are the ways that they influence? So I would suggest find a model, a leadership model that you're comfortable with, and then use that as a way to evaluate things that you observe. How is that leader handling this particular situation in terms of, you know, if we go back to the three C's if we look at, you know, are they, are they showing competency? Are they showing courage? Are they showing character in the way that they're they're leading? Are they adding structure to chaos? Are they doing that? And what can we learn from that? One of the things you mentioned was
0: observing others and then seeing how they do and and what they do right and what they do wrong. And in our group and dealing with a group of leaders, how do we apply the things that we observe from others and integrate that into our leadership style? So it's one thing to observe somebody and see what Mm -hmm. they're doing, but understanding what we're good at. How do we then work towards integrating that?
2: as a lifelong learning leader i think one of the things is not only observing but also being being able to apply that being able, and it's really the application and that's the question that we should be asking ourselves it's a question i asked myself after walking out listening about solomon this morning i i walked out thinking okay how does that apply to to the way that i live my life and the way that i i try to lead in the world so i think it's it's really is about trying to purposely look for how do I apply these things? I think it's a lot like we can read a lot about good diets and we can observe about great diets. You know, if I eat this food, I'll be much better and everything else. But often what it comes down to is I know that I'm not supposed to eat this, or I know I'm supposed to eat this and actually doing it and applying it to trying to integrate it into the way that I do things. And it may be, you just, you get one, just one thought you know, one, maybe one principle that you're trying to, you know, that you're trying to, uh, to do. Like, let's say you want to build a network. So think about it. how can I build a network? Maybe I can add, I can introduce myself to maybe three other people within the next, next couple of weeks and talk to them about, about leadership, talk to them about the challenges that I'm facing and maybe, uh, we can, how we can share on that. So it's, it's a little bit at a time because it can be overwhelming if you want to you want to rule the world, you know, in in 60 days, it's kind of hard.
1: Have you heard the story of the man shipwrecked on a deserted island? Not the story of Tom Hanks and his volleyball named Wilson. This is about the guy, let's call him Bill, who's discovered after four years. When people finally came to his rescue, Bill welcomed them with a tour. The rescuers were surprised to find three unique structures and inquired as to why he needed that many. And he explained, well, the one in the middle is my house, and the one on the left is my church. And what's the one on the right used for, they asked. Bill replied, well, there was a church split, and that's, that's my new church. In the 12th chapter of his letter to the church in Rome, Paul wrote, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't wait for someone else to do the work of reconciliation. Make the first step. Be willing to make amends. Pray for the healing of relationships and hearts. You will be honoring God as you do all you can to live at peace. Well, Rick, let's take a minute
0: to unpack all that what Dr. Uh, Crawford just shared with us. And uh, especially as he started talking to us about influence and the two kind of things that he brought to mind when was the structure to chaos and then the person. So what struck you most about the structure to chaos?
1: I, you know, I could just imagine a place that is, you know, something's wrong, but nobody quite knows what it is. And what's the role of that leader? The role of that leader is to come in and say, look, we have to come to a point where All of these things that seem to have fallen apart, we need to put them back together. And the best way to do that is to define what's our goal. You know, we have had other people who've spoken with us and said, you got to stay in your lane. Okay. So one of the goals is what is it that we do best? That's what we've got to do. And and how are we going to do it? The roles in making sure that everybody is in, they're being used in their right place. You know, let's find out what the really give, good gifts are, put them in place. And then the process how are we going to get all this done? How are we going to do it? I, I just, I, again, just saw this picture of chaos. And I thought how good that is. A leader comes and adds goals, roles, and processes. And then yeah, they- I also liked what he said, Mike, about his three C's, competency, courage, and character. What do you think about that? How does that strike you?
0: Well, I I think when you start talking about the character and the trust that's developed there. And I think we've talked about before how people are drawn uh, to leaders. And I think character is obviously an important part of that. And you got to have all three of those, I think, to function properly as a leader. And if you're missing competency, people are going to pick up on that pretty quick. And you're going to have a tough time getting people to follow you as a leader if you're not competent in what you do and having courage. Leadership is not easy. Leadership can put you in difficult situations and places where you may not necessarily want to be drawn to, but you got to have the courage to go there and to lead the people through that. And if you're not, then I'm going to question your desire and ability to be a leader.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: You got to to have the ability to make the call. And I I think it kind of goes back to those, that first part with the goals, roles and processes and, there's a lot of courage in that and bringing clarity to an organization. And that means yeah. a lot of discussions and being able to draw some lines. If you have a leader, that's not necessarily drawn to making those decisions or drawing those conclusions and making those lines drawn, then it's
1: very difficult to operate. And so yeah. you have to have courage as a leader to do that. And the final thing that he said that really struck a chord with me, help others and they'll help you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so important. If it's all about you help me, eventually people are gonna burn out on that because they also have goals, they have things that they want to accomplish, so that they they feel as if, you know, they have a, a sense a sense of accomplishment, fulfillment. And the best way to do that, man, when you help others, it it's like they want to help you too. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We hope it was encouraging to you. And if it's if it was, please subscribe. And uh, if you would, be sure to share our podcasts with others, too.
0: And on behalf of all of us at the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, remember that we are better when we grow and learn together. Until next time, grace and peace to you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. On behalf of Mike Atkinson, Rick Shields, and our amazing Doorways Leadership and Influence Network partners. This is Mary Kay Blum saying thanks for listening.